0: Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is your host, coach, speaker, and strategist, Brandon Allen, and I am excited to bring you another fantastic podcast this week. And this week, I want to bring a management tip. And this is something that I remember back in 2000, 2001, when I got my first leadership assignment when I was 25 years old. I was really excited about the prospects of running a team. I was really convinced that I was going to be able to transform my team at a high level. I was excited to at the opportunity to turn people into a bunch of mini Brandon's in my organization. And so I set about trying to make people me. And here's the thing. I was really excited about what I felt like I brought to the table. I felt like, hey, I'm a hard worker, smart guy. I'm really driven. I've got a specific process. I'm highly organized. I, you know, I have a certain uh, process for how I talk to people. I'm really excited about this. I think I can teach other people to do this and I can help them be great employees, too. After about a year of doing it this way, what I realized is my employees were not excited to work for me. In fact, my leadership was disastrous. Our employees weren't engaged. Our results were mediocre. There wasn't a good sense of camaraderie in the office. Just overall, the general culture of things was not good. So after I spent some time and talked with employees about what their feelings were about the office, how things were going, I started to get a little bit more clear on where my shortcomings were and, and what I needed to do. And I actually went to a training, uh, a coach training. And, and, and one of the things that I learned in this process was really powerful. And some of you probably know this. Some of you probably struggle with this. And it's the concept that, you know what? Our team is just different. Everyone that works for us does not have to be us to be successful. And the problem with me in the past was that I wanted people to talk like I talk, think like I think, work like I work, care like I care. And what I realized is that people don't come to work for, their, for my goals. They come to work for their goals. And this is a concept that completely escaped me when I first started leading and managing. I did not celebrate people's differences. I didn't meet people where they're at. I didn't bring them along their journey. What I tried to do was create a template for how I thought things should happen and things should be done or how you should live your life. And I tried to force people to live in that template. And unfortunately, the the results for me were very mediocre. In fact, I, I was worried that I would lose my job at the time because of how poorly we were performing. So flash forward, I have an epiphany. I have this epiphany that, oh my gosh, differences matter. And that celebrating people's differences is a big deal and that I should do more of that. Really smart, right? And so I go back to my office and I start talking to my team about this and I do. I, I'm just transparent and authentic because I'm just really in a raw place right now. I'm, I know we're not doing as well as we can and I'm a little worried about that. And so I just I look him in the eye and I say, listen, I realize my shortcomings as a leader. And one of those things is not celebrating what makes you you and letting you be the best you you possibly can be. So I told him, I'm out of the business of trying to get you to be the best Brandon that you can be. And I want you to be the best you that you can be. And that's what we're going to work on. And the funny thing that happened there, when I started celebrating people's differences and meeting them where they're at, I started getting more intentional about what their goals were and what they wanted to accomplish with their goals. I started tailoring my training to their specific needs and what they wanted. I stopped doing group training. I started doing more one-on-one focused training that really focused on their needs and what information that they needed in that moment. I started really working towards helping them satisfy their personal goals, whatever those goals may be. And sometimes those goals were things that uh, they would achieve outside of my office, but I helped them work on those things anyway. And by doing that, I think there's a lot of richness in diversity. And we hear a lot about diversity today. You know, we need to have so many women in an organization or so many people of color. And I think all those things are important. And I always tried to create as as well-rounded of an organization based on my earlier experiences as I possibly could. Because I realized that people with different backgrounds, people with different experiences – People with different education levels, they all see the world just a little bit differently. And there's so much to learn from each other when we celebrate that. And so instead of trying to make things more uniform, in a lot of ways, I tried to make things more diverse with the diverse approaches that people had. Now, we had standards and processes and things like that. So don't get me wrong. It wasn't an absolute free form, free for all. But we did allow people to make things theirs and customize where it really mattered and where it really played to a particular person's strengths. And by doing that, what I found was that people got promoted faster within my organization. People had more success at work. And generally speaking, they performed at a higher level and people got along better because we recognized that, look, People are just different. How this person spends their time outside of work is different from how this person spends their time. How this person communicates is different from how this person communicates. It's not better or worse, it's just different. And what can we learn through the different approaches? And I think sometimes as a leader and a manager, this is the number one frustration and struggle that I see people run into. And you know you struggle with this if you say things like this hey, I just look at what this employee does and I don't understand. I don't understand why they do what they do or I don't understand why I had to tell them again or I don't understand why that employee just didn't know that that needed to be done. I hear these phrases every single day in coaching and training, every single day. And it tells me that we're not plugged into recognizing and realizing that people aren't us and that they're going to do it their own way. And sometimes their own way is better. Sometimes their own way is not very good. But we have to let them see their path. We have to give them that autonomy to discover what works for them and understand that. Because when we try to be, the sp- if we're the smartest people in the room all the time, we're doomed. We're missing out on the opportunity and the richness of someone else's experience that they can bring to the table to help elevate what we're doing to a higher level. And I don't know how many times I've I've held on to an activity because I was sure that no one could do it as good as I could. And then when I delegated it, I see how that other person did it, and I thought, oh, my God, why did I ever do it at all? This person is so far superior in this particular activity to me And their approach is so much more intuitive. I can't believe that I ever held on to that and thought that I was the person that needed to do that activity. And I bet you've had experiences like that. You hold on to an activity because you're sure that you're the only one that can do it. You delegate it and then you see how wrong you are in doing that. Now, there's the flip side of that. We've all had times where we've delegated and it hasn't worked. But I think this celebration of differences is a really important management concept. And if you find yourself always wondering why people do what they do, and frustrated because they don't do it the way that you do it, just recognize that they're not you. They're never going to be you, and that's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. So take that information for this week and think about how can you apply diversity, how can you apply differences, how can you celebrate those differences, at a higher level within your organization so that you can bring out the best in what your people have to offer and reduce the stress and frustration that you have in not having people that behave just like you. Because I don't know about you, but heaven forbid, if my entire organization acted like me, I'm not sure that that's a good thing. And so I'm sure you would agree as you think about things that you bring to the table that are good, things that you bring to the table that aren't so good, that it's probably better to have other people who come in and mirror and, and, and can, uh, deflect some of our weaknesses so that we can overcome those and play primarily to our strengths. So think about how you can celebrate Diversity and differences in your organization this week, your business this week. What would that look like? What, what needs to happen for you to really meet people where they're at and bring them along their journey? So again, I want to thank everyone for listening this week. This is Brandon Allen with the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewworkRevolution.com. I am signing off. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.